0: Good, good right so we're live first female guest
1: wow i'm honored oh my god yeah. if we talk about that i'm just uh yeah i'm into female narratives so if we start in there oh my god
0: yeah so for those that don't know sarah alves you have uh a long list of what you do. I'm just going to read off a few things. Uh, actress, director, casting director, editor, ballet dancer, singer, body positivity advocate, model. How are you so busy?
1: <laughs> I mean, I feel like, yeah, I feel like, you know, I always wanted like acting yeah. and directing. The, those were the two things that I was really into. But then I realized,
0: Oh, you've gone. Your audio maybe someone is calling me. I'm trying to see if they stop. But I can continue. Yeah. Have you got any headphones? Uh no, I don't have headphones. Okay, that's fine. Carry on. Okay. So um no,
1: I always wanted acting and directing. Yeah. But then I realized that, you know, in order to make money, <laughs> yeah. cause that was like the, the problem, right? Like when we, you want, um, in order to make money, like you had to do something else. And a lot of people in the acting and directing, and you know, when they start, they start like having like a bar job, you know, a cafe, you know, doing something like that, just, just to pay the bills. And I realized why not do something that is still related with the industry, um, so I can still pay my bills but at the same time be inside of it already so I yeah. can have already a sense of you know, what things work and and that's the reason why I just started to you know be yeah. a bit of like I have my calls everywhere
0: <laughs> yeah it makes sense so for, the, for those that are like watching just give you a little bit of credibility so you've been in commercials films short films music videos TV shows dabbled in the theater as well so you're basically like every little girl's idol
1: Oh, my God. I wish. (laughs) I wish. Um, uh, Yes. So, yeah, in London, I mean, I started things. So, I come from Portugal. Right. I'm Portuguese Brazilian, by the way. So, I'm kind of like half, half, one one foot in different sides of the world. Um, and, um, yeah, I started in Portugal and I just realized that it was, the market was too little and I had too much of a mission to just be in one place. So I just said, like, I'm just going to London. Um, and London is kind of like a Pandora box. You have like so many possibilities. I really love this place. I really love, you really? Know, I love you guys. I love
0: the UK. <laughs> so when you, were. Uh... Um, back home where do you, what was the vision was it what was the uh, what did you want to be
1: uh, I, I always wanted acting and directing I mean I started when I was a child I mean it, there was always like this stock right when I was a child yeah. <laughs> we always go there um, yeah. but um, yeah I was I was really into writing stories okay um, to a point that my mom she thought that I wanted to be a writer because I was always like writing and imagining I, I was the kind of child that or teenager that I will never use toys or anything to play with I would just come up with stories and I have like my, my, my stuck of like really strong friends that I would just we, I would just uh, distribute like characters so mm-hmm. I would say okay I'm, I'm seeing this and you are this and we were like I, I was literally like directing them without even knowing Wow. Um, I was and I was I was writing but I was seeing the shots in my head so I didn't know how to call that I thought that I was just being a writer mm. and my mom and I went to communication first I did a BA in communication journalism because my mom was like oh but you you are a writer right and I just didn't realize until I was almost like 20 or 18 that actually every every story that I was writing is actually I was seeing it as shots so I was seeing as a moving picture Um, so literally yeah so literally I realized okay it's you're not a writer you you want more than that you want this to become to life you want this to, to be you know yeah in a film.
0: 100% so do you still speak to any of those the kids that you were directing or?
1: Really funny because most of them they went to completely to different. Um, one of them was like my cousin. She's now doing finance, and, oh, and wow. my other friend she's a dentist in Ireland. Actually, she's Portuguese, but now she's in. And, um, it was. It, it's so funny that um they they never pursued anything artistic. I think I was the only one of the bunch that actually went for. And it's really funny in Portugal. I didn't have almost any artist artists uh, like friends. Uh, most of them uh, are actually doctors and, and, and finance people. I just went to London and completely changed everything. Like all wow. my friends are artists now or actors or filmmakers. Like now, now is the opposite. Now, now I don't know anyone uh, that is out of that. It's
0: funny. Like, so. Wow. So you grew up in Portugal. Uh,
1: yes, I, I grew up in Portugal. Um, I had the blessing of being in a surf town so I was next to the sea oh. so a lot of inspiration. Um, I was blessed also my my holidays would be in a countryside house that was in the middle of nowhere so it was literally like acre of land and just me there just writing wow. so I think it's something that I wouldn't have it in the city um, and so I it's think very it, different it, yeah it's very different and then, I, and then I, I travel a lot I lived in Luxembourg when I was a teen uh, which is completely different world, because I think Luxembourg like opened up this kind of possibility of knowing what is to be with people from different nationalities because I was in a European school there, so I kind of like had this uh, first contact with people from everywhere, and then I had to develop my English very quickly as a teen, so it helped a lot uh for you know to have the tools to go to London later yeah. So. It was I can imagine.
0: Nice. So in terms of all the things that you kind of do now is it, was that part of the plan or was that just something that you've picked up along the way in terms of the, all the, all the, all the, all the things that you do?
1: I think it was like a chain of events. So, um, so I started in journalism. Um, then, uh, then I started like in, doing web TV. I was in a radio station oh, and wow, cool. it was my first job was in a radio station. So, um, and, I, and the first time that I actually pick up a camera was when I was in the radio station because they started to do web TVs in 2012. It was a long time ago. Yeah. And, um, and, and that when they started like 2011, they started to do web TVs and going from a radio to you know having the, the podcasts and the radio shows filmed. And then it's when I needed to do editing because I had to do edit. So I started, I started to do training in edit and then I started to do editing. I, it was because of that. It wasn't like something that I wanted to do, like editing, yeah. it was just something that land on it. Um, and now it's actually my main income is from that. <laughs>
0: <Wow>. <laughs> you can help me edit this. I have no idea what I'm doing. I just have to go on YouTube and Google everything. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, sometimes, I mean, sometimes I wish that I didn't have so much training, you know, there's so many things, so much money that you spend, you know, I mean, you know, so I think you're doing right. I think you were in the right path. (laughs) Thank
0: you. So, you know, when you were coming from um, Portugal to London, back then, or when you first got to London, who was your main kind of influence, idol, who did you look up to?
1: Um in terms of, because I, in terms of directing so i had like idols in directing and in acting uh, in terms of directing um i really like uh david lynch david fincher you know this kind of like very dark <laughs> yeah. adonovsky they're very dark directors and they do like very dark films and um but they inspire me a lot and and i love to do films that are like thrillers and um touching a bit like uh, repression and guilt and and having like female stories as well having females as leads on this kind of because it's a genre that doesn't have many lead actresses yeah Um, we have just few films like Gone Girl, who, you know, she, she is the lead, but but most of the time, the, the, the psych, like, psychotic thrillers and the, the sociopaths and all that, American Psycho, Annabelle, all that is just males, 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 males. Um, mm-hmm. So it's like, it's nice to change the gaze. So I, I, I liked David Fincher because of that, because he also introduced female characters into the, you know, the lead roles, which, which I find it very interesting. Okay. Um, yeah. And in acting, I would say I, I just love, you know, Lady Judy Dench. Like she. Oh just, wow. I love. I like the old ones, the Maggie Smith. You know, like they, they're really inspiring. I I just find it so interesting how can reach that age and still have this wisdom and this. Yeah. Um, and this brightness, you know, what I mean, this intelligence, you know, like like reaching that that you know, reading a script and and you know, having all these lines is difficult. And it's like I just feel like how can they just be in the moment and at the same time have this memory? You know, I just yeah,
0: amazing. You know, if you oh, as I was looking through your kind of like portfolio um, and all of the things that you've done, um, if you uh, if they made a film about your life, I think. Um, Do you know Gal Gadot? I think she should play you.
1: Really? Okay. That's nice.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I can see so many resemblances.
1: Oh, really? Oh, okay. I didn't know that.
0: (laughs) You ever ever thought of uh, playing Wonder Woman?
1: Oh, yeah. Well, I could do this. (laughs) That would be amazing. Oh, now Wonder Woman, uh, the new one. Mm. the the, the, one, the, one, the, one, the one. it's I think it's in the cinema now it's really hard to be on the cinema you know yeah. uh, but uh, it's still there
0: yeah. I was having this conversation um, the other day actually about the the cinemas and what they're going to do with COVID and stuff like that it's uh, it's an industry that I don't want to see go away
1: no I think it's going to be a lot I see like Meryl Streep like already doing films on Netflix mm. so I think I think um, I think streaming is going to be the the key now. Um yeah. and a lot of films are being postponed and being sold to to prime to I don't know if I should say brands. <laughs> <I'm just, laughs> like Same brands all over. Um but but yeah I think yeah I think like streaming is the key and 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 although although I like to see I have to be honest I like to see the block blockbusters is you know the visual effects and stuff on a big screen. I feel yeah. like it just it just completely takes away if you just see in a tiny screen. Um, but yeah,
0: yeah, no, hundred percent. I think um, I think what they what the uh, what they're missing, you know, in like with Netflix and stuff like that. I think it should be able to add an element of like a social, like a social element to it, so you can connect with people that are watching the same film. I think that would be a really good kind of thing to add on
1: yeah, like intera- interactiveness
0: I think. yeah like if you're watching something on netflix it could say like there's 200 people watching this right now do you want to interact with them and then it could be like a home cinema
1: it would be great and even like doing commentaries i think that would be great if like the, that director yeah. or the actor will be like comment and at the same time is like live, and, and people could discuss the film with them or um yeah i, th- I think i think this kind of interaction interactiveness you know between the audience and 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 the creators i think black mirror is doing something very interesting i think one of the episodes is actually you can choose the ending Oh wow! so it's kind of like you can you have like two choices and there was like two films and you can see like one of the streams according to to the option that you want it's like it's very interesting i think it's just revolutionary that's that's the future I guess was,
0: was it black mirror that they they um they haven't released the 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 last series be, the the last season of it because it was like too close to real life and
1: yes yes and charlie charlie Broker, which is like one of the like the creators um He's like, I, I was going to be because I I'm working now for my university, Matt film school, and you know because now it's like dead time, and I'm like, yeah. well, I need to work. Uh, I'm working with my former university. They're really great, and and they do these kind of sessions with uh, guest speakers, and one of these guest speakers, Charlie Brooker, is from. Uh, wow. But postponing all the time has been like so difficult to get hold of him. I think Imagine. next year we're gonna get him, but <laughs> it's really hard. Is yeah. is
0: is that one of the um the because I know you've got a, a few uh, projects in production at the moment, haven't you? So is that one of those or Oh
1: yes, oh yes. Uh, talk about them. It's like it's refreshing. So it's um one of them is it's a bit on the line of the thrillers that we talked about before. Um yeah. one of them is called Haunted. You guys can go online. I'm already looking like, yeah. to a promo. Plug, plug. I'm the promo girl. So uh Instagram haunted underscore film. Yeah. Um so if you if you type that on Instagram, um there is the page. The page is still starting, so we are starting the promotion. So the promotion is gonna start at the end of December. We're gonna have the crowdfunding in the first of Jan. So it's like starting the new year with the crowdfunding. Yeah, cool. Um so the film is is about uh Lana. She is um she she was abused as a child in the Stockholm Syndrome. She developed the Stockholm Syndrome over her abuser. And she's one third of people who are abused actually become perpetrators. Um, oh, wow. it's it's the reality, um, and 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 some of them are women because most of women are the ones getting more most abused in terms of percentage. Yeah, um, and um, but never people don't talk about it. It's always like we always have films like with males and stuff like that. But there is also the other side of the story, um, and and this woman she is a huntress, so she inflicts pain on men uh, just to um, to punish what they have done to her. Yeah. So it's kind of like a, a vicious cycle, but at the same time, she likes the abuser that did that to her. So he, she's always trying to find a male that looks like the man who is still in her head. Um, and um, so she, she trapped one that she doesn't want to kill him, but she wants him to understand her. Yeah. So it's like the first time that, you know, that she tries to break a bit the cycle, but he has no choice. He's either he has to kill her or he has to embrace who she is, which is quite monstrous. Um, wow. And this is kind of duality and we are in the gaze of him. So uh, we see how attractive he is towards her because she's like this goddess that it's almost untouchable. But at the same time, uh, it's immoral what she's doing. So you have this kind of uh, struggle within yourself as an audience and also yeah, to design.
0: it's a really so, good yeah premise.
1: so it's it's quite interesting yeah
0: where do, where do you get the um so you say with some of the the character traits of somebody with stockholm syndrome where do you get that from do you get that from uh, psychologists or do you get that from your own research or what
1: what, what? i did my own research um which was okay. quite interesting i always like to do my own research uh, before i do films um I always like to do films that are quite close to to real facts or reality. Like I don't want to go too far away. Um, so yeah, it's it was a lot of research, and also uh, it was funny because the producer of it, uh, Parvinda, she is a doctor, so she is a mental health specialist and she's oh, well, a psychiatrist. Okay. So uh, she's helping me. I mean, I created the story without even knowing her. But then when I approached, when I tried to find producers, like she was one of the people that actually she reread it and she kind of like tried to validate a bit what was written. Because that what, one thing is like me researching, and the other thing is having a validation for a person yeah. that is from NIGS and, and is like, and then I felt a bit more like um, relief because it like we have these ideas in our minds that we want to, you know, to portray and and, and, and they seem like very sexy and, and amazing in your head, but then you don't know if it's real. And I didn't want to do something that is completely out of it. Um yeah, no, so I, I think yeah. yeah.
0: It was a perfect match then really, wasn't it? Sorry? It was a perfect match.
1: It was a perfect match, like I didn't other. even know like it was a, it was a recommendation actually. It was a friend of mine um that told me, Oh, I know a person that it might be interested in something like that, and I'm like it was like um it was a surprise I was like i wasn't I wasn't even even thinking the other project that I'm doing, which it's going to be a bit later and down the line is not going to be in Jen that we're doing the crowdfunding and you know like the other one that is mm. not going to be in my this one is going to be much later, probably the end of next year or even the the year after, is a documentary about uh, female stories of war during the Bosnian-Balkan War. Wow. And I already interviewed the females through Zoom um, and I already talked with organizations. I think now that is going to Bosnia and film it there, which- Wow. Problem um, about the Bosnia is that uh, you need uh, some authorizations now during COVID. Um, yeah. to um, I also have a Bosnian friend who she's going to be the translator, and 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 in Bosnia you have like three different culturally sects, so different three different religions, three different uh, ethnicities, and she's from the ethnicity that is uh, seen as the enemy. So is the Serbian ethnicity. Wow. So she's going to show the other side uh, what happened during the war during on, on parts of the country that actually weren't touched by the war. Um, so it's kind of like we, we have like women saying different things from different parts of the country uh, which is quite interesting.
0: Yeah that is yeah. really interesting. So, yeah. um, it's really interesting about the psychological effects of war and um, some of the stuff that people have to go through it just uh, it's just about how uh, how extreme a lot of people can go through and still come out recovered on the other side and there's just like the mental resilience as well
1: yeah no it's completely it's exactly what you're saying and another thing that is interesting is that i didn't a lot of documentaries especially from from that area like eastern europe balkans you know even mediterranean like i am um, it's, it's very, um, again, male oriented. It's like the, the male are the heroes because they are the ones who get the guns and, and, and go to war. But women um, are the ones that actually are the pillars of the family. So the men that will come home, they are the ones that actually have to be resilient. Hmm. And in and, and, and the ethnical cleanse, because there was a cleanse a bit like in Germany, um, there wow. was a cleanse of, eth- of ethnicity. Um, they would go from place to place and burn, burn villages down and women have to go from place to place and try to find the family members. Some, some of them are pregnant. So they had to have, they were warriors on their own rights. They're not just victims. And I think that's, that's the point of the film is not showing that there was just the victims. They, they are warriors that escaped, they were refugees, survived. Um, yeah. And there are mothers and daughters and yeah.
0: What's, what's wrong with it. people? <laughs> what's, yeah what's wrong with what's wrong, ro- with what's wrong yeah, with it's
1: like yes yeah, genocide it's a bit like what happened in armenia and I, and i think the reason why i wanted to do a film from these countries is that nowadays we have a lack of representation in a lot of sectors right and mm. i feel like we are opening up with representation uh, for example in black community with the black lives matter we are trying to get there um I feel as well that is a fight that is not just for uh, one race. It's a fight for every single ethnicity and race. And I feel like even you know, even myself, I feel as a minority from an European country. Uh, I I feel that sometimes there are you know there are opportunities that are missed because I'm not from a specific country. I just feel that too. And I feel like representation of minorities in Europe, like people from Lithuania, Latvia, all these countries that they are still part of, you know, the whole Europe, they are not really recognized and people just don't know their history. And I feel like as a mission, since I'm coming from a country that is similar, um, I feel like I have to, you know, go through these countries and also show their story. Um, Yeah.
0: Yeah, wow. That's uh, that's gonna be a good watch. (laughs) a big mission (laughs) yeah in terms of everything that you got going on how was COVID for you how was lockdown and everything like that how how did you stay sane
1: yeah that's that's a good one I mean in the beginning it was a kind of I felt as an opportunity um, to actually write a lot of things like I wrote that the the haunted with a friend of mine because I mean I had I had so many ideas that I couldn't I didn't have time to actually develop them yeah and and I found as an opportunity so I I went very positive about it but right now I think my physique is not really helping I feel like a lot of aches in my body like I'm not used to be so stand still I used to do events you know going out there shooting I used to be so active that you know my body is not really happy about it like I'm doing physiotherapy which I thought I'm just gonna do that when I'm old yeah not, not the case. Like I'm, I'm already doing it. I feel like, yeah, it's you know, it depends on people. I think that there are people that physically can handle it. I, I can't. I cannot. Is like it's. I think it's more like the physical than than the mental. Um, for me actually. Um, and yeah, my mom, she got COVID, so hospitalized as well in Portugal, wow. not here. So and yeah. So it was a bit hard, but I mean, I mean, everything is safe now and everybody is okay, good. so I think now we have to be positive for 2021.
0: Yeah, so she, she's fine. Mom's fine. She's
1: fine, yeah. yeah, yeah. It You're was good. like two weeks of desperation, but yeah.
0: I can imagine a stressful two weeks. Well, one of the things I was going to ask, um, how do you feel about um, influencers from Instagram, YouTube, uh, TikTok as well, some of the new platforms? How do you feel about the the ones that have quite a big following coming into the acting space. Do you feel like it's more diluted, or do you feel like um, you're missing opportunity because there's people that aren't technic- aren't actors but they have a following that's coming into the space? And um, I've spoke sp- spoke to a, a few different directors and casting directors, and um, they're saying that if like with a following, and if somebody can leverage an audience, they'll have a more um, more of an opportunity to get roles in in films and budget things
1: well that's why i'm not getting much
0: <laughs>
1: because my following is not i don't have like thousands yeah. um but yeah now now i see oh oh no you made it a relief no i'm kidding um i feel like um yeah i feel there is a bit of an obsession right now with followers yeah like in a sense it's 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 good that it is a platform that gave opportunity to certain people that couldn't otherwise um Mm. i mean i remember regarding modeling i think we're all about that at this point um because you know before we had models in the 80s that they were discovered by agents and it was like a luck thing and they're kind of like they will they will be in the right place in the right time and now um a lot of models and acts and it's it's also funny because you have the people from instagram or tiktoks uh they are they become famous in those platforms and then they start a modeling career and then from modeling they go to acting so it's yeah. kind of like which was the the, the the you know some of the chain of events you know that happened before you know being model first and then actor but now you have the platform number 2 which is like now you go from platform to modeling to acting yeah um yeah, I feel like it's a bit dubious because, you know, sometimes it's it's actually about talent and they are talented and, and, and they attracted this amount of, and I believe in that, that people can be talented and attract this amount of people um, and, and get like lo- loads of exposure and have loads of fans. Mm-hmm. But I also believe that there is a lot of marketing to it. There is exactly. a lot of like money into it. So sometimes it's not the talented ones that get the most followers. Sometimes it's, you know, it's the person has an agent or a producer or a, a marketeer that is behind them and can actually gather the amount of followers or even buy followers, which is quite illegal. But, you know, there are people yeah. who do everything to be so, famous. So,
0: so in, in terms of um, people like, uh, do you know Charlie D'Amelio?
1: no no she's
0: uh she started on tiktok um i'm not sure how, how old she is i think she's about 17 um i should, probably should have done my research before asking this question but i uh so no, no, she, it's
1: fine I'm, an, I'm from other generation as well I'm, I'm i'm 30 so i'm the tiktok came way after uh, me so yes. yeah
0: so um, this girl, Charlie, she has about 64 million followers on TikTok. And all she does is like dances, like the trending dances. And now from just being a, a normal kid, she's hanging out with the Kardashians and she's doing um, stuff on TV and film and music videos and stuff like that. And because people like that who have got a following really quickly th- through things like TikTok, Vine, YouTube, um, it seems as though... They don't really have the acting talent, like somebody that, like from your perspective, who's putting like years of graft into into something you've been doing, you've wanted to do since you were a kid, and then it feels like they come in and like steal in the limelight a little bit with uh, with not that much uh, with, with not that much skill. It's just about them growing the following.
1: I feel I mean, I mean, if they have the opportunity to have that, then then go for it. Like I wish like I feel like I wish that I you know, sometimes I think we live in that kind of a world that it's, it's better to have less talent and have a lot of money or a lot of influence than having Mm -hmm. a lot of talent and then don't have influence at all because you don't go anywhere. So it's kind of like it's a bit unfair. I mean, the world is quite unfair. And I think with, <laughs> with the platforms, they're good. I mean, I don't get it started with Kim Kardashian because this one is like uh, everything started with a sex tape and then you see where it go. Um, yeah. It's really, really, really weird. So it's kind of <laughs> like it comes, it breaks really this idea that, you know, if it was another person doing a sex tape, maybe, you know, a lot of people do it to try to to get fame. Yeah. And, and they don't anyway
0: one of the um one of grant cardone's quotes is that um kim kardashian she just takes she takes nothing and then turns it into money she just takes nothing and then just monetizes nothing i don't know how she does it to be honest
1: i think it's a, a platform and a structure because they they have tv shows they have reality tv i think the family um I think even all these things that she has done before she was famous, I think it was the family uh, trying to boost that and and, and make it work. And it's a bit like uh, the Adids, you know, like Gigi Adid, and, you know, Mm. uh, they they were part of a family that was already in the business. Um, So maybe a mother or a father they were quite well-known. They were quite not well-known or maybe the father is, you know, an oil person is from the industry and corporation. They have loads of money. So they have influence in other ways. And then suddenly we see these people that we never heard of their parents. But if we dig in, we just realize what is inside. So everybody out there that feels a bit sad of not being famous or not being recognized, I just have like a tip. Um, It's kind of like, there are talents out there, but a lot of things is moved with money and marketing and influence. And sometimes it's not a It's not your problem. It's not you that you have a problem, you know what I mean? So I think it could ease your, ease your your mind. You know what I mean? If you think about that. Okay. So I'm doing what I can. Um, It's not because I am, worse or bad and they are amazing maybe i'm also have some talent within me it's just i didn't i I wasn't in the right platform yet or i didn't have the right you know people like around me or the money or the influence yeah but you know maybe one day it could happen so it's not just to give up yet you know
0: yeah yeah well i um one of the first episodes I did of um, this podcast was uh, with a guy called Lee White. He's a creative alchemist. He's done a bit of acting as well and um, he was talking about the rejection side, rejection side of things like you just said and it's very different because say if I was in like a sales job, the my whoever manager or whatever they'd be critiquing my ability to sell things like in sales, but in acting, it's you that's being critiqued. It's like they're not rejecting a skill set. It's 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 you. So it's it's a very di- it's a different kind of rejection that people usually than people usually face.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's true. Um, I think, I think people because actors, well, I'm, I'm I can include in that bunch. We're kind of very emotional people. I yeah. mean, we are very vulnerable in a sense because we kind of use our bodies to you know as a tool of work in a sense as, as a 100%. tool of channeling emotions so everything that uses bodies either modeling either acting um it's quite difficult to dissociate with us but we have to in a sense um i feel like we have to we have to think that uh, there is a, um there is a, a line between me sarah And me, actress, going there and showing this skill and using my body as a vessel. Um, And I think if you don't have that line in your mind, it's gonna be very hurtful. It's gonna be a very hurtful path, you know?
0: Yeah,
1: 100%.
0: Uh, One of the things I was gonna ask you about as well, feel completely free to um, tell no answer. (laughs) In terms of uh, OnlyFans, What's your opinion on Only, OnlyFans? Being from like burlesque industry, modeling
1: fans for 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 burlesque people.
0: No, uh, OnlyFans, the app.
1: Oh, I never heard of that app.
0: Oh right, okay. So OnlyFans, <laughs> it, uh, it's, it's.
1: I'm kind of. Like, I feel like I'm in a bubble of the world. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's uh, so actually, no. I'm not so this is account.
0: this is really refreshing. Um, so it's a subscription service so you can make an account anybody can make an account on there um and people pay five pound a month ten pound a month 30 pound a month for your nudes
1: oh oh
0: so, so oh, i've like, never so, been
1: there you see i'm a, I'm a burlesque dancer I've never been there so it it's, tells something <laughs> yeah it's,
0: it's getting very very big and there's um it's all around the world um and i've more and more instagram influencers youtubers actresses models they're getting only fans because if they've got a following of a few thousand people a few hundred people um and they charge 20 pound a month as a su- subscription for their active nudes sexual videos stuff like that um they they're, they're making small fortunes
1: wow Oof!
0: <laughs> know, so.
1: Well, well, I'm i I'm, I'm funny. It's funny because I'm a kind of a duality in in that um, in that field because I I come from a very conservative country like Portugal right. is quite conservative, and I do burlesque. So it seems like odds. Oh, it seems like well, you you're not. But then I have Brazilian family, so it's kind of like which is very open. So you have the, I have that this kind of two worlds in one.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: it's very cultural. A lot of things when when related to nudity and body, and um, you know, in countries like Luxembourg, you know, I could go to a, a spa and be naked, and it will not be a, par- a problem. But um, if I was in Portugal, going to a spa, you know, like a sauna, you know, nakedness, it would be like forbidden. So it's 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 very. I I'm when in terms. I mean, I love to do burlesque mm-hmm. i think I feel like I feel like for example burlesque, for me only fans okay, let's put it this way for me, nudity, on digital mm-hmm. either only fans where you receive where you receive money from it either on instagram because you know i you know i could I could do a live and do a strict tease you know on instagram. I feel a bit uncomfortable with it, yeah, so I, I like burlesque as a performance act, as an act yeah. on a stage that is limited to certain amounts of people, which are normally people from that world. So the people that actually attend burlesque performances, um, it's not everybody. It's, it's, we, we have a kind of community. And even when we've been fan, friends and stuff, we know that they respect that we are not strippers, we are burlesque dancers. And mm-hmm. as much as I have, um, and I have respect for stripping, don't get me wrong, like I've been in strip clubs before, they do their job very nicely. I feel like burlesque, it, it goes a bit beyond that. So it's not just stripping the clothes, uh, it's almost like um, it, it mixtures acting, it makes just comedy, it mixes a message. Sometimes you can do burlesque and be a feminist burlesque person, even using mm-hmm. your body, even though they say it's a rectification, you can use it as an instrument. So I feel like there is this kind of cabaret, circus element to it that is very shiny, very drag. It, it, yeah. The drag community is very related to burlesque. 100%. It, it's a completely different world um, from, and I separate very you know, vividly from you know doing nudes or, or even even performing online, I get a bit concerned because it can be used. We don't know where what the audience is going to do with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's my main concern. I feel like if I'm on a stage, um, it's a public space and it's just amount of people that pay the subscription to go there and see me on a stage. I could do in a theater, I could be nude in a theatre you know I mean doing an acting in a theatre is different because I'm here I'm doing that performance I'm doing that character I feel like it's very character driven like I'm yeah. doing a character it's not me Sarah doing it is Kiki Noir um, my, 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 my name so I just feel like there was there was a separation and I feel like it's it's a very glamorous and, and musical and, and circusy um,
0: it's very empowering as well that. for women. A Very empowering. Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. It's an empowering and, and it has a message. I feel like there is more message than just stripping. I feel like when you start to do um, digitally, you don't know what they're doing with it. You, you don't yeah. know if, if they're using for sexual purposes. And that's not what I want burlesque to be yeah and if you're in a cabaret people are not gonna do those things you know it's 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 forbidden so people just watch just clap just hooray but more than that and people don't touch you and people don't ask you or can you send me things you know there's not an abusive interaction there's this idea that you are on a stage and you are uh in that pedestal and people are just cheering you uh cheering you you being you completely out of clothes, completely being yourself and embracing your body. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a celebration more 100%. than yeah, more than I'm just getting used When when you just do it digitally, it's already concerning. When you already ask for pain, I don't see much different as doing a sex sex craft or um you know, you know, being a prostitute. And that
0: yeah, <laughs> and that, that's you, what that's what like a lot visually, of people are
1: saying. Because it's still sex
0: yeah it's that's what a lot of people are saying yeah um yeah. in terms of uh in terms of that as well there's because of how big it's getting because a lot of people uh are out of work because of covid they're on furlough they need some extra income and it's a it's a really easy avenue for people to earn an extra 100 pound a month 200 pound a month a couple of thousand a month um some of the top earners they're making so much money one i think the the top bracket is about a million a month for some of the girls I know uh, there's a girl, Bella Delphine. Um, she started on YouTube. She hasn't got that many subscribers on YouTube, but she's then she went to TikTok and then OnlyFans, and she makes just over a million a month just from selling nudes on OnlyFans.
1: <laughs> but then, but then, if you ask, where is your money from? I, I would yeah. be a bit weird to say, you know what? Like, I'm a millionaire and I have this mention because you know I exchange. You know, I I do sexual position because I, I assume there is not just nudes, artistic yeah, nudes. Well, I assume there's no, going to no, be no. nudes with some more, you know what I mean, yeah. some more content, some more action. Because because one thing is nudity, and I did nudity as a model, which is very respectful and, and it's quite beautiful and artistic. And, and and another difference is, you know, doing sexual positions a bit more pornographic, a bit more like Playboy, you know, kind yeah. of you know these magazines. I think there is a line there that yeah, you know, you're know cro- you crossing it. You're just going to the other side, I feel.
0: Yeah, and I feel like it's a slippery slope as well. And I've I've seen it in the news where um, teachers, primary school teachers have lost their jobs because they've had an OnlyFans account and um, children have subscribed. And I've seen um students that have just left school that have got an only fans accounts and then their teachers have subscribed to their only fans they're teachers and it's just a messy area i think i think uh, a lot of people are very confused about it yeah. um so coming away from that there's one thing i need to ask you because of the nature of the podcast and that's um do you sarah believe in aliens do
1: i believe in aliens um <laughs> Well, I believe <laughs> I love that we're going on from sex to aliens. I love it. <laughs> it's like a very eclectic eclectic um, <laughs> podcast. Yeah. Um, aliens. Um, I have I have mixed feelings about it. So I would say that I believe they exist, but I I, I won't say that they look like what we see in science fiction films, oh, okay. like Mars Attack or you know that they're, they're all green and, and, and stuff like that, uh, yeah, but I believe there is if, if there is life on Earth, I believe that there is lo- probably life in other galaxies that yeah. we can't reach. I mean, I mean, I don't think things are limited to our galaxy, to be honest, yeah, no, um, and there are so many things that we didn't explore yet that I feel like it would be very limited of us just to say, "Oh, because we haven't seen anything in our galaxy, there is none." You know, yeah, but can I prove it? No, no.
0: <laughs> it's
1: one of those things. You just believe it or not, I guess.
0: Um, one of the things that I was talking about in the last episode as well was um, the simulation theory that this isn't real. This is just a simulation that we're living in. Well, um, what, what you?
1: <laughs> I think about Matrix. Um,
0: yeah, Matrix. That's the that basically. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. No, I. Sometimes I have these thoughts, you know. Sometimes, you know, is sometimes when when you in the middle of nowhere. Sometimes I, I'm, I'm the kind of person that um, I go sometimes beyond what I'm living.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> the way I'm saying it seems like too weird, but it's kind of like when when you know you know when you when you were in a traffic jam or when you when you were like rush hour and you see all these people around you and you kind of feel it in your own bubble and you just you just go outside looking in and see like why are these people who are just so crazy like thinking of this world sometimes i have these kind of thoughts like i go outside and think man is this really real especially when when i'm under too much stress mm-hmm. i just feel like why am i bothering why am i why am i in stress like 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 is is this is this worth it is this really real for me to be stressed yeah
0: about? 100%
1: <laughs> so yeah, no that, it's, yeah, it's, it's madness
0: that yeah. that that's like um one of the theories that we it all it's like a Sims, you know you ever play sims the game?
1: Oh yeah I play it's just like that, sims. and
0: with, uh, some galactic child somewhere is saying, um, let's put a pandemic in there and see how they'll react and then it's just it's just the game to somebody we're, we're living in a game
1: <laughs> like chess, you know what I mean like let's yeah, say, who's 100%. doing the checkmate? I really yeah. feel like uh, they got it wrong, the um, Maya, the, they say that the calendar Maya, that, that, that you know, it was, tw- tw- 12, 20, it was 2012 that they were saying, like, I think they, they'd get it wrong. I think it was 2020.
0: <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's actually a thing. Have you, have you, have you read that?
1: Yeah, there were some theories about that, um, that, that, you know, it was like the end of the world. I really believe that they might be true, but it's not the end of the world per se. It would be like a catastrophe or something, which which this looks a bit like it.
0: Yeah, so just to fill in a few of the listeners, um, they so some of the theories are that when we changed over from um, from different calendars to the calendar we had now there was an eight year discrepancy so on the mayan calendar the end of the world was dated december 21st 2012 so with adding on the discrepancy it's the 21st of december 2020 so we've got five days what what would what are you going to do for five days
1: oh my god <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah we have five days until the world ends yes yeah, man so. i mean what what do you think is like a spiritual ending like because you know it can't be physical ending but it can be like spiritual ending it can be like i don't know it can be um you know things getting worse and you yeah. know everybody you know it's like off of the you wake up one day sometimes i have these dreams like especially during the pandemic that you wake up one day and you have like Half of the world dead, or half, i don't know, like said. Yeah. Can, you, can you imagine, like waking up and just like, you know what, like something, you know, crazy happened, and you're like, okay. Uh, like the what, Avengers. What's next?
0: Like on the Sorry? Avengers, like on the Avengers, where Thanos. And, yeah, like on Avengers. Half of the.
1: And you're like, whoa, and and you ask like, why, why not me? You know, like you just is like, why, why, yeah. why I was chosen to stay? Wow. You know.
0: So, because <laughs> uh, yeah,
2: there
0: was uh, there was government documents released in April. I don't know if you know, but they um, it was uh, there was a legal battle, and the government had to release some documents in the USA and in the, the UK. And one of those documents um, was kind of pointing to the idea that the government knew that we were living in a simulation, and that's what kind of started the whole thing off. Um, I'll send it to you it's actually really interesting I'll send it to you I would
1: love to hear like all these theories are just uh, just insane
0: yeah so I've I've actually got the the government document that they released Um, so I'll I'll send that to you after this but um, if if they they announce tomorrow that this is a simulation would you what would how would that would you go back to work would you carry on acting what would you do
1: I would think oh maybe my body aches is a simulation then I'm safe (laughs) (laughs) I would be happy, like, oh my God! So this is my brain. Jeez. Reprogram yourself. Um, yeah, reprogramming. Uh, no, I would ask: Is there a way to reprogram something? <laughs> yeah. if this is, a, I mean, if 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 we go to the the premise that this is like a simulation, it means like someone is controlling the simulation, so it's possible to actually reprogramming, change things. So I would be curious to, you know, to to, to get a hold to get more control of. And things in life. So I was just yeah. like, man, I really thought that we didn't have any control, but we
0: do. Yeah. So. Wow. <laughs> well. So yeah, we're um, coming towards the end, but um, bef- uh, earlier today, I think it was, yeah, earlier today, I um, made a, a video on TikTok about this and I asked if any of my kind of viewers had any questions for you. And I've got a few questions from the audience, if that's okay. It's a quick fire round. Okay,
1: okay, fine. Oh, so great. the first
0: one comes from. <laughs> Uh, Sarah peaches seventy-eight. Would you go on? I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. Say
1: it again. Sorry.
0: Would you, Would you go on? I'm a celeb. I'm a celebrity. You know where they? If I
1: would go on as like 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 uh, hang on with a celebrity or just be. No.
0: With a so uh, have you ever watched? I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. Where they go into the jungle and eat.
1: No, no. no. I'm so I'm so out
0: of this world. <laughs> okay. Going, so
1: if she's in a bubble, yeah. I'm in a bubble. <laughs>
0: Is so it's it's uh, it's, it's <laughs> I love it. It's so refreshing because everybody's all, all, like on their phones constantly, and so um am celebrities like uh, it's an English-made TV show, um, and for three weeks they put loads of celebrities in the in the middle of the jungle, and they have to do trials for food, and they have to eat bugs, and they have to get covered in
1: Survivor. In in my time, I'm a Survivor, you know?
0: yeah, kinda. Would you would you would you do something like that?
1: I would. I love challenges. Oh my.
0: Wow. And if I had
1: with celebrities that would be fun because then I would just see, I mean actually I met a celebrity, I met Paris Hilton once. Oh really? <laughs> <laughs> that would be another podcast.
0: Yeah, I think um, we're definitely gonna have Getty to family. get you on again.
1: I, I, I know a member of Getty family is a friend of mine. Wow. So, so we went to Paris Hilton and the <laughs> Princess of Greece, Olympia oh, wow. Greece, it was her birthday. I was there without knowing, he didn't tell me. I didn't even know that he was part of this great family. I just realized there was like a line of butlers. You know? wow. And I was like, where am I? And, and, and I was like, I'm Paris. And I'm like, "I." And my friend was like, you know, this is Paris. I wouldn't believe it. I wouldn't believe it. I only realized that I was in that party when I went like, <laughs> I'm in a bubble. When I went like to on the internet and I was like, holy crap, I was actually in this party um, later. <laughs> The next day. Like I didn't
0: even know. Wow. wow. Okay. <laughs> so the next one comes from uh Kevin Henry. Um is there any role that you wouldn't play? That you just Ooh, refuse?
1: Kevin, uh, that's a good one. Um that I wouldn't play. I don't think I, I think I would play any. Even a prostitute, even, even things that are immorally, you know, against myself, like I think I like to play the roles that I would not want to be in okay. reality. Yeah. I think these were the first ones that I would go for. Um so so I don't know, a Nazi or something like going like really against like like things yeah. that are really wrong, I would I would play.
0: I think one of the roles that I'd struggle with personally if I was like that way inclined was um you know the, the, the roles where they have to lose loads of weight and get really skinny and um Oh no, I think I've lost you. Sarah. <laughs>
1: I'm back. Uh, yeah. something, something <laughs> went wrong. Everybody
0: it's okay. froze. It's okay. So, um, yeah. So I'm not. I'm not sure if you heard, but the one of the things that I wouldn't really want to do is like drastically lose weight um, and or gain weight.
2: Oh no! <laughs> You've got to get.
0: Hey, she's
1: back. <laughs> hey, we're back. Oh my god, everybody froze.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I was saying that one of the things that I wouldn't want to do is, um, like you know, where they have the drastic weight loss for a role or drastic weight gain. Um, oh, okay, like, I think I would, would.
1: <laughs> but I'm crazy. I think I would. I'm <laughs> crazy. I love, I actually love Jared Leto and, um, Michael Fassbender and all these actors that actually undergo to that, I think I really respect them. I think it's just amazing.
0: Yeah, so, so there's no role that you wouldn't take? No. Yeah. Good, good.
1: <laughs> Sorry Kevin, I, <laughs> you, you wanted an answer. But <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, Andrew Murray asks, off topic, but how will you be spending Christmas? Have you got any unusual traditions?
1: Ooh, unfortunately, I will not spend Christmas with my family.
0: Oh, yeah, because of COVID and um, Portugal.
1: of COVID and then my mom, she got the problem and all that. So yeah. it's quite difficult. Um, but I will spend it here. Uh, My New Year's and my Christmas, I wanted to go outside and do something because there are restaurants and things, you know, like, I don't know, do like ping pong, ping pong restaurants or <laughs> uh, karaoke. You know, I just love to do these kind of crazy things. But everything was... You know, now with tier three in London, mm. I'm in London. Everything was closed, so I got my money. My house refunded <laughs> every single thing, and I was like, "Are you kidding me?" I had like two cabaret shows that I was going uh, this this week. Christmas time, oh, wow. I'll have like the ping pong, like ball pit thing, karaoke. Then, you know, New Year's Eve, it was like um, 1920s, like Great Gatsby with lobster oh, and wow. champagne. Amazing. It was like a nice price. All all gone. So <laughs> now wow. I think I'm just I'm just doing a loads of um traditional food from my country, like sweet rice and and all yeah. these kind of traditional. Yeah, I think I'm gonna cook, which is a bit lame for me because I don't I'm not like uh I love to cook I'm not like a cook master, but I mean I think that's the only thing that I can do through
0: Christmas. Yeah, no problem. That's good, that's a good one. Um it's lydia henderson lydia henderson how do you pull yourself out of a rut
1: what is rut?
0: so um (laughs) when you're like in a in a hole of being depressed like when you're um like down down and depressed
1: Uh, how do you pull you hi lydia thank you so much for this question i feel like like it comes from from a deep a deep place. Yeah. Um, I feel, I mean, normally I like to wake up in the morning and write um, the things you know, things that I like uh, about myself or, or oh, th- really? achievements that I've done. Like, I, I, think, I think it's something that is very, it's like motivational talk. I think it's very, if you're down, I mean, I don't do that every day, but especially when you're down, I think that is really important. When, when, you, when you wake up in the morning and say, what, what, what goals what I want to do, for for example, for the next few weeks or for the next year or, or what are the good things that I find about me? Uh, which is something that you know people just don't stop to think about these things. I think reflection is important, and trying to reverse the thoughts. Because I mm. I did I had depression before, um, and I know how it is. And and and, and especially in not even depression, even when you're sad, I think that really helps to 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 flip the switch. And another thing is like doing exercise. I just love doing exercise. I think like yoga, body balance, body combat. If you want to be more active, if you want to like just get the energy out of out of the way. Sometimes it's just physical as well, it's your brain that has this kind of like hormones. Sometimes it's not just the situations that make you sad. Sometimes it's even lack of serotonin, lack of, yeah. you know, this kind of, uh, uh, that you need. And sometimes because you don't eat certain foods, you know, sometimes you go down and it's not your fault. Sometimes it's it's not even situations It's your brain. So yeah. you have to reset your brain, you know. Drink water healthy, as well. Yeah, eat healthy and just exercise. Like, I love, like dance, you know, like so good.
0: <laughs> yeah, you do that. One of the things I was going to ask you as well before I kind of end this was um, you speak a lot of languages as well, don't you? Yes, I do. I I, I am trying to learn some. And I was wondering, what's your advice? Because uh, it won't stay in my head.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, it really depends on the languages because I know all the Latin languages because ah. they're easy for French, yeah, the Spanish, same. Yeah. but when i tried when i tried to learn dutch because i live in the netherlands for a year i tried to learn dutch and it was a nightmare Wow! <laughs> like I, couldn't get, I did it a, a year and it was almost like i did like a few days like i didn't know anything i just don't know how to reproduce um do you want some tips
0: yeah <laughs> <this>? <laughs> i've got a, i've got an app called geolingo oh I, I,
1: I, I love this app
0: yeah, it's uh, it's really good, actually. Yeah, I'd recommend it to anybody. That's not a brand <laughs> deal, by the way, for anybody that's listening. I'm not. I'm not getting paid by Duolingo.
1: No, no, I'm not paid either, and I can recommend. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm I'm starting to learn Russian because my boyfriend, um, he comes from like a Russian family, so I'm oh, trying wow. to learn Russian, which is dobr uh, <laughs>
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh <Okay>. um, <laughs> yeah. The languages that I'm trying to learn is um, is French for one because it's one of, Paris is one of my favorite places in the world, and uh, my daughter wants to go to Disneyland, so that's where I'm going to be Ooh. taking her, and I want to be able to speak some of the language and uh, Indonesian as well. Um,
1: Oof, Indonesian! I have lots of friends from Indonesia because yeah. it was a colony from the Netherlands, right? Um, or the Netherlands had association with it, so I had loads of friends. They're quite they're nice, and they say it's it's an easy lan- language to learn. At at least I don't know I don't know if that's true, but it's like they say it's it's (sighs) one of the easiest from the Asians. Like if you go for Mandarin, then you're just yeah Uh, (laughs) yeah. Um, I really what what tips? I mean, if it's if it's a for example French, you can have like other languages. If you know any language that is Latin, for example, if you know like a little bit of Spanish, or if you know any Latin languages, it's quite similar. Mm. Like Italian, Italian, for example, is very similar to French. So if you already have knowledge of other languages that are similar to those languages, it's kind of a, a way to to go back to the root and, and just see it. Yeah. Uh, if you don't, if it's like Indonesian, which is completely like something <laughs> like Some, you probably never heard of anything um, uh, clear. I think it's. I think it really helps if if you note it down. Um, translation. So what I do is like normally you have. You have small words, so I I break down the words, so I learn the words first, which Duolingo is really good, by the way, because it starts with the words and then you do the sentences. It it it
0: teaches you how a baby would learn to speak.
1: Yeah, and that's the correct way, to be honest, because you you will never know how to go to the sentences before that. So I think like having these kind of uh, separate words first nouns like like girl you know these kind of things that you need to point at and then you go for the pronouns and then you kind of go back until you get to the phrase to the sentences and the verbs i think it's the last thing because it's really complex
0: yeah (laughs) perfect well uh yeah appreciate that so um have you got a message for everyone listening or
1: I'm I have a message I mean besides Mary, thank you so much for the questions of everybody okay. and um and merry christmas happy new year happy festivities and just hold on um, things are as you say is a pass life is a passage and even though you think that you we are in the worst time of our lives um we feel things in a more impactful way when we perceive them so in things always pass so and not everything is forever so you will have that relief you will have that happiness you just need to hold on and think positive and, and work towards it so this 2020 we're gonna go go by bye-bye and <laughs> 2021 we will have like a new a new era and a new beginning so not everything is lost
0: beautiful um yeah. Where can I find you on Instagram?
1: Instagram. So uh, Sarah, so S-A-R-A, Maggie, M-A-W-G-I-E, Alvis, A-L-V-E-S. So that's my main one. And yeah. then we have Haunted. That, well, That's the Haunted, one. Yeah. The Haunted underscore film. So it's on Instagram. So you, if you type that, it's like the first one to appear. And we're going to have more videos towards the end of this month crowdfunding coming first of jan um and kiki noir so if you want to follow my performances i did a few performances already luscious cabaret which is a cabaret in london you should watch it they're always doing like amazing performances so it's kiki noir uh, dot performer if you go and noir is like in french (laughs) n-o-i-r if i'm not mistaken uh so kiki noir So if you go online on Instagram, you can find me there, and you can follow me. I will follow back. I will answer all the questions. I'm very active. I only have 700 (laughs) followers, 786 to be precise. Oh wow! Okay. I mean, (laughs) so I mean, if you if you follow, I will I will have time to answer everything.
0: So yeah. (laughs) Amazing. Appreciate it. Well, thank you for coming on.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much, James, for this.
2: Bye bye. Bye.